0: Another episode of More Than A Podcast. It's your host, James, back in the house to do what I do best, which is give you guys more of the greatness. So let's jump right in for the week. Oh, man, this has been a um, really interesting week uh, all around. Um, I had the pleasure. Well, it's really funny because a lot of times when uh, game developers and uh, system developers uh do these uh showcases I'm I'm either uh right on time or I never <laughs> I never knew uh that it was going to happen so I actually was um very surprised that um I got the news uh got the news about Nintendo's Treehouse this uh this past week and um you know what was crazy was that in learning about the tree house and, and the fact that it was actually going to uh, come on that, that Wednesday, um, I didn't know what they were going to showcase um, up until the day. So, um, so I said, Oh my goodness, it's Wednesday. Um, I need to go and <clears throat> check out the Nintendo tree house. What is it going to be on? And so I went and read up on it and found out very quickly that they were going to be doing a um, gameplay demo um for Pikmin 3 and also a uh, gameplay demo for uh Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. And uh I'll just you know I'll say that it was it was interesting. I I definitely believe that uh it you know the treehouse served the purpose of letting fans who are eagerly anticipating these game releases know that, Hey, you know, here they are. This is how it's going to look when you play or something close to it. So hopefully you, you know, you guys, uh, you know, are really latching on, or if you didn't know that this was here and you are a fan, you know, double the surprise for you. Um, And I'll, you know, like, okay, so here's the thing because I'm, you know, I, I, again, I like to consider myself a gamer, you know, I, I enjoy playing games of all genres on all systems. But there are some games that, you know, just right off top, I just don't mesh with. And I've never been a Pikmin fan, uh, you know, shoot me down in the streets. Uh, but, you know, that's never been my groove. It's never been a type of game that's really resonated with me or um, I felt gravitated towards because I, you know, like I i'm not into weird games i guess i could say um weird games with weird little creatures um you know they like i don't know like they just don't appeal to me um i usually resonate towards things that are um more fantastical in a in a real world element you know um like your nathan drakes and your um your laura crofts you know like I, i like games like that um You know, games that tell a story about a historic period like your Assassin's Creed. Um, You know, those are the type of games that that, you know, appeal to me. And I'm not saying that Pikmin 3 is going to be a bad game. I think this is going to be exactly what fans of the Pikmin series have been looking for. Um, Looks like there's some multiplayer uh, going on. I don't know if that was ever a factor in the first or second game, um, but it looked like they were having a good time on there. Um, you know, it. Uh, you know, from the outside looking in. What I can say is that it looks interesting. You know, I'm not going to say it looks bad because I can't judge a game I haven't played, um, you know, or series that I haven't played because I can totally judge it based on what I've seen. And I from what I've seen, I think it looks extremely fun for those who enjoy, uh, you know, Pikmin as a series. So it looks like it's coming along nicely. I do believe they released a demo uh, on the Nintendo Switch. So if you haven't grabbed it already, you may want to uh, get to your nintendo switch and uh, start downloading because uh could be some fun for you um the uh the coup de grace which i'm pretty sure uh the majority of people who tuned into the treehouse uh was uh, hyrule warriors age of calamity and you know I, i'm i'm taking this particular game because from what i understand and, and i can be totally wrong uh, you know you guys can uh correct me Uh, but didn't they make a game like this? Like one of those, like, cause the way I look at it's like this, okay, this is basically Dynasty Warriors, just a different coat of paint on it. You know, uh, you know, basically just resonating with Nintendo characters and that's fine. And I'm all for it, but you know, what was really, really cool was just how much more it felt like a continuation of Breath of the Wild, like, they were showing a lot of the, uh, a lot of the menus and, you know, um, even the characters that were dealing with, with the hordes of enemies, you know, because the whole thing is like, yeah, you know, everybody knows link. Everybody's going to want to play with link, but I really did enjoy how they, uh, emphasized the other characters. So they did show princess Zelda and some of her powers, uh they showed some of the other characters. You guys have to excuse me because I grew up not a uh Zelda fan. I did not uh grow up a Zelda fan. That was not something that was, you know, in my household. And and, and I, I'll tell you like I've told many other people I've only ever played Breath of the Wild, and that has been the only Zelda game that I've ever played in my entire life. And I understand people say, oh, my gosh, well you! what are you doing? You have to go and play Ocarina or you have to play. Uh, 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 there's the, the other one. Um, but there's a bunch that I <laughs> I assumingly need to be playing. And that's all good and dandy. But what's really interesting, again, is that, um, you know, because I am a fan of Dynasty Warriors. Um, as much as people say that they are the most repetitive series out there, which in a lot of ways they are, um, this is definitely something that I can get behind and I'm really actually excited for it. Um, I didn't buy, uh, the first, uh, game that was of this type with the, um, you know, Zelda universe pulled in, but this definitely feels like something that, cause I did play breath of the wild. And this does seem like something that's going to give me a different spin on something that I am familiar with. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to put this one down. I'm not going to say that this one's going to be a pass. I just think that, you know, it's going to be really hard. And this is one of those things that really defines, you know, like a diehard true Nintendo fan versus just a gaming fan, because I'm telling you like this and I've had this uh, talk with a few people you know, I'm probably gonna be busy playing uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That's just gonna be the reality of it. I mean, I I hope that there's enough Nintendo fans to get behind this game to have it sell very, very well and, you know, make a a, a very substantial um, you know, put its stamp basically on the the release date that it that it, it comes out. I don't want people to forget about this. Um, but it's going to be really hard considering that it's coming out, I believe, a week after uh, Cyberpunk 2077. So we'll see how that goes. I'm pretty sure people are going to play. I will eventually play, but we'll we'll see um, in some news, uh, some interesting news. Uh, GameStop and Microsoft have entered into a multi year Partnership. Now, I'm gonna be very honest with you. I did not read through the article, um, you know, because I basically wanted to lay this out on the podcast and just kind of have that soak in for everybody, the way that I'm having it soak in for myself. Because I, you know, I, I saw this came up on my uh, on my computer yesterday, and I still have no inkling on the benefit. Besides monetary gain for GameStop, what this is exactly going to do for either company moving forward? And somebody uh, did say something that was really smart. They um, they said, "You guys got to realize this is a Microsoft and GameStop partnership. This isn't an Xbox partnership. So there could be something different. But the one thing that I that I I definitely walked away uh, saying was that." You know, this is basically going to substantiate the uh, you know, the survival of GameStop. You know, we've all been asking for the past ten years when is GameStop gonna finally go belly up, and we can all just be done with GameStop. Which, which I find kind of uh, you know, I, I, there's a there's a bit of irony there because so many people talk about how bad they want this company to burn, but there are so many people who still you know, actively depend on buying their products from GameStop. They're just people who say there's no there's no other place that they would rather do their game shopping than GameStop. Now, me personally, I I haven't shopped at a GameStop for years for like games or a console. haven't shopped there for years. I tried the last time I attempted to shop there um, was when the last of us two came out and I was basically fed the same line that 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 got me to stop shopping at GameStop, which is, well, did you reserve your copy? No, I didn't. I'm at, you know, I didn't come into the store and tell you, Hey, I reserved a copy of the last of us two. I came to pick it up. No, I asked you, do you have a copy? If you don't have a copy, then just say, no, we only have the copies that people reserve. Then I could walk out a little faster, but to impede my success by by making me feel bad about the fact that I didn't reserve a copy because I'm not going to walk out and think, Oh, well, next time I better reserve a copy. No, that's not what I'm going to (laughs) do. But you know, it's like that was the last time and I, and I never went back. Um, and you know, you guys might be thinking, well, where do you get your games? I, I still, uh, I still support the mom and pop shops. I mean, fortunately, you know, not all of them have died out and there are some that still exist and that's where I get my games. I get my games from the mom because they are always going to be following the trend of what's happening right now. You know, like you can't even walk into a Target or a Walmart and I have friends who work in both stores and they can correct me if, if I'm wrong. But from my experience. You know, here in California, which is the most populated state in the United States, you can't walk into a Walmart or a target and even have a, have a section labeled for a popular game. That is just insane to me. Like day and date, you go into the store. It should be right there in front. I still, you know, uh, remember walking into um, target looking for a copy of ghost of Tsushima and they didn't even have an area set up for it. This is one of the most anticipated titles to close out 2020 and they didn't have a copy walmart did not have a copy my mom-pa had the copies you know and and that's and that's just you know again that's just my validation for what i support and who i support and where i get my games because honestly i i don't like to put all of my uh eggs in one basket but for the basket that has been for the the small third-party shops i've never failed to get my uh to get my investment in return so There's that. So hopefully uh, whatever whatever relationship uh, Microsoft and GameStop are are getting set up, I hope that it's beneficial for the both of them. And I I really do hope that something kind of, you know, cool comes out of it because, you know, GameStop can't, you know, especially if Microsoft can help them usher in a different strategy on how to deal with gamers, because the one thing that Microsoft is very good at, even if they're even if their execution, in my opinion, is not very good with uh, with how to release a system and and put substantiate that system with great titles. They know how to treat the fans who are there and invested in their titles and in their system. They know how to treat those fans very well. So maybe they can translate some of that to GameStop and GameStop can learn how to treat people better uh, on the ground level. So, yeah, here's hoping. Um some other news some really exciting news uh mortal kombat 11 still going strong and they just released their video package for their uh combat pack two and this was basically done in the same vein that uh their other combat pack uh was done and and how the uh individual uh character releases were done before well not so much like the, the see and i and 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 there's something to say right there Because, yes, I enjoy a combat pack, especially in the consideration that uh, they say, you know what, we're releasing all of these characters at the same time. But you know what I really love more than that? I really did enjoy the individual reveals of characters because they showed the move sets. They showed a fatality and it really just kind of got the blood pumping and they could have done the same for the characters that they've shown in this new combat pack. And I would have been just as happy. But for what I've seen. It was not bad. So um, if you want to go and see it, I will say go online uh, right now. Go check out the uh, trailer for the Mortal Kombat 11 uh, Combat Pack 2 uh, and check it out for yourself, because I'm going to talk about it and I'm going to let you know exactly what was in that trailer. So uh, we start off a trailer uh, with a Tarkatan. Uh, running and and being pursued and they are running from uh, the first revealed character who is rain and we have been asking for rain for a very long time i myself personally haven't been asking for rain but i know how much people have been asking for this character um you know he's a very popular ninja outside of the uh holy trinity of uh scorpion reptile and Sub-Zero some people would would say Noob Saibot's more popular than Reptile but I digress um but again Rain is one of those characters that people often ask about and want to see represented in in some of these newer titles and he finally makes his appearance and I really like um how he looks because I know that he's been um he's been you know put out you know as far as his characteristics in his bio it's kind of like oh he's his prince he's i think the prince of adenia or, or he's some kind of prince or some kind of royalty and he looks very regal um you know just in in his development like in the way that they developed the character he looks extremely regal a lot of gold a lot of purple um looks you know just has a very I don't want to call him soft because he doesn't he doesn't look soft by any measure, but he doesn't look battle hardened like, you know, most people that would be training for years and years. and years. He looks like somebody who was brought up, you know, uh, you know, taught to fight um, and is very proficient in his craft. And he has this really weird weapon. It looks like ai don't know, it looked like a pair of big, big pair of scissors on his hand. I don't know what it was. But it was cool. He stabbed a man (laughs) or no, actually he stabbed somebody else um, because the Tarkatan that he was chasing uh, got away, got away uh, into the fields and uh, there was a little rustling and then the Tarkatan's head rolled back towards rain. Rain doesn't know who it is, but it is one of the most often asked about characters to return back. And with aftermath, basically setting a retcon to the, uh, to the, uh, the immediate uh, universe in, in 11, we got to see Malina. She's back. um, Even though she met her demise in 10, uh, again, that there was the uh, slight retcon uh, with uh, aftermath, uh, which allows her to basically exist again. And man, she looks really interesting. Um, You know, like I, I what I what I'm enjoying about this Melina is how, you know, she's not as OK. So she's not as attractive looking as she's been before. And you can definitely see that there's something under that mask. That's just not OK. You know, you see the slight red uh, that's above and around the mask. And you're just like, what is that? Like, <laughs> I don't want to know what's under that mask. I really, really don't. Um, they're only bad things but then they break out in a fight and uh you know they fight for a minute and of course there's stabs here it's uh, it's so funny to me I love these trailers because there's all these fatal wo- these fatal injuries that are happening but they're still fighting you know like like no loss of blood no no fatigue no anything and it's just like okay this is this is really cool but then they uh they almost get hitched by a trap and uh both of them flip out of the way and they don't know who spring the trap and out come out uh from the shadows walks the third character who when i first looked i said okay it's another female character and that was just my instinct because i saw the hair um but the one thing that I told myself also was this is going to be another, this is going to be, this is their surprise character. It's always the third person to be the surprise or the, uh, what do you call it? The um, not really the celebrity character, but basically just the guest character. So, um, so I was like, okay, who's this guest character? And holy crap. Like, I, like, I don't, I, I didn't even know I wanted this, but it's John Rambo. Or you guys just may know him just as Rambo. I know him as John Rambo. I mean, I grew up watching the First Blood films. Um, yeah, like John Rambo, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's so funny. You know, he he basically drops his his one liner. Um, you know, Melina asks, "Who are you?" I'm your worst nightmare, and and then he you know he does all of the he does all of the famous um, you, you know uh, First Blood stuff. You know the wrapping the uh, magazine belt around his forearm and, you know, shooting the machine gun and in a spread and then aiming it at the sky and howling out, Oh, you know, with the slack jaw. It was awesome. It was great. I'm, I'm, I'm super, super excited. And um, what, you know, what I find really interesting is that, you know, we as fans of, all of these 80s movies, some of these 90s movies, because, you know, they really dip into all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, we get to see, you know, the battles that we kind of put into our heads. You know, like uh, with 10, we were able to do the alien versus the predator. You know, here in 11, um, you know, we were able to do uh, Terminator versus Robocop. Now, I oh man. I mean, I know he came out in nine, but man, Freddy would have been cool in 10 because that would have been cool to do a Jason versus Freddy. I know a lot of people probably feel like they were they missed out on that. But um, my hope, (laughs) my hope is that NetherRealm Studios realizes how great they are at making these guest characters. And I'm just asking, please, NetherRealm Studios, make a Hollywood horror game that is based on every you know horrible monster or or psychopath killer or whatever you know that would be interesting because they because they've pretty much gone down the line and made every major um horror uh character short of pinhead and chucky which i think that would be a little hard to do um but man can you imagine it and then and then the last thing I asked and I and I wrote this in my blog which you can check out on morethanapodcast.com um where the heck is Ash Williams like this is like he's the one person that we're asking for and honestly I'm going to say this this is what I'm going to say I believe okay I believe they're going to do a third combat pack and I believe he is going to be the very last character that they announce before they announce that they're going to get started on Injustice 3 because somebody brought up somebody said oh well I'll just wait for Mortal Kombat uh, <clears> 12. <throat> um, and I'm like nah no nah, no nah, you don't want to wait for Mortal Kombat 12 to realize you know the characters that should have been there and I and I know that nether knows that as well because they've actually built a strategy which I've actually caught on to which is going you know that that's their dynamic that you know 11 is gonna last for about three years tops and then they're gonna you know announce uh injustice and that's gonna come out and that's gonna be for another three years um and then they'll announce or tease the next mortal kombat after that so um so it's gonna be a minute before we see a new mortal kombat and i think that you know um injustice is the perfect intermission between every major Mortal Kombat release. I do appreciate the fact that they came out with aftermath and, you know, really substantiated the, the story and, you know, basically just rounded it out so that it included a lot of the characters, um, that they were, you know, putting in the story. I'm glad that they took a lot. Cause the one thing that I, I used to get upset with, with, uh, with 10 was that they looked like they had produced, um, you know, some of the guest characters so well and I'm like why can't you just put him in this game <laughs> you know like I remember Fujin looking very good in 10 and you know they neglected to put him in but now he's in 11 so you know there you go um, and 11 seems to have a really beefy cast but I do think that they're going to do three more and I think Ash Williams is going to be uh, a part of that so I'm um, looking forward to it but what I mean I, I my question really is that i I always wonder like is it worth it to retcon video games because you know retconning a game it it, it, it's almost to me it's almost like putting in a cheat code you know and and i think the i think the the worst genres that i find retconning um to be violating the most is fighting games case in point um street fighter 5 OK, um, I was there, you know, I was on board when Street Fighter five was announced. Um, you know, I remember when, you know, they were it was just this whole thing about, you know, every time we release. <coughs> excuse me. Every time we release, uh, you know, characters, there's going to be more new characters and there's going to be a returning character. And, you know, that's all good. But it's like. Basically, they, they basically they just they start off with this this lowly number of of contestants or participants, and then it just blows up to including every single character that they've ever had in the entire. And I, and and I always ask myself, I and I've asked myself about I've asked myself this about Mortal Kombat, which it's it's easier to get through with Mortal Kombat. And I'll tell you why. But I've asked myself this about Street Fighter, about Tekken, about every fighting game how often are these people going to keep showing up for the same stupid tournament? Like how often, like some of these people are not going to keep showing up. Like you're going to tell me that Chun-Li, you know, who's an Interpol officer couldn't catch bison for five games. (laughs) Like (laughs) how many years are there between the five games? And then street fighters worse with this because their five doesn't mean five. Their five means in between two and three. So that gives them the right again to retcon and like say, OK, this is when Gil comes in. This is when this person comes in. You know, this is when. they're meant. It, it's so weird. It's so weird. So, like, you know, people always say fighting games are just they're, they're the same. They're always the same. I, I believe that. I totally believe that. And I think that the only thing that I think what what gaming companies need to do, especially fighting game companies, is they need to believe in their product and they need to believe in the creativity of the developers who are making these games and allow them to make things based on their imagination. Look, let's let Ryu and Ken go. It's cool that that, you know, they've lasted this long, but I really do want a Street Fighter that has no connection to any of the other street fighters. I want all new characters. Give me 12 brand new people that do brand new things and I am on it. And I don't ever want to see Ken or Ryu again. They should be old by now. Like this like that's just the way I'm seeing it. You know, I understand that they're going to they're going to chase the money. It's all about the popularity of the characters. I get it. But it, 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 I don't know. I, I I don't know how to how to make it you know how to make it sound any more you know important than what what it is to me. And again like I was saying about Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat has they have the audacity to kill characters. You know, now yeah, they they do double back and they make it a part of their storyline to say oh this great calamity happened or this this big thing happened so now there's a restart and you can possibly see people but there but you know there there are characters that that i haven't seen in mortal Kombat that i've wondered and wished where are they and 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 one of the other things that they do which i really really love is that they they uh they give characters different purposes through different mediums so like You know, Havoc, from what I could understand, which is one of my favorite characters, he's he's he died in the comics, you know, and, you know, uh, Riko, another character that I'm extremely fond of, also died in the comics. And, you know, it's like, man, like, yeah, from that point, you you know, I, I can I can get it. I can see it. And they're not scared to do that we don't always need every single character to come back and be present and accounted for, but it's really hard to get that beat out of people's minds. I do give Tekken credit though, because Tekken, Tekken seems to levy on the side of the newer characters. And what I love about Tekken is that they focus more on balance. It's like, We we want to be a place where we're giving people new ways to play with new 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 ways, new characters and all balance, you know, Um, which I haven't played Tekken in quite a long time, but it's 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 still a fun game. Um, So that's my whole thing on retconning. Uh, I think it's I think it's okay in some cases. I think it can be done right. But I think when it's just done for the fact of just saying, let's just get all the characters here. It's a little weird. Um, <laughs> uh, so I ran some polls um, in closing. Uh, I ran some polls online, some really interesting polls. And um, one of the polls that I ran um, was which game is the most popular at this very moment for gamers. And what's crazy is that um, what's the uh, game called um, Among Us? Among Us has won the poll unanimously over games like Genshin Impact, Fall Guys, and even Super Mario Brothers 35. So, <laughs> I mean, hey, people are people are enjoying Among Us. I've I've actually had that uh suggested to me by a friend. I still have not uh, taken the time to play the game. Um, I've been my, my me personally, I've been sucked into Genshin Impact. It's a very good game um fall guys still haven't touched it um not really into the royale thing you know me versus everybody else not but in the case that i am which is super mario brothers 35 i kind of like that that was like a little surprise kind of uh release and i remember grabbing it and it's it's basically a game made in the vein of uh tetris 99 and you're going through the uh first super mario brothers uh game and you get power-ups and all this other stuff and you know the th- you know every, everything that you accomplish on your side of the screen makes it harder for someone else on on their side of the screen uh and it's really fun i actually enjoy myself a lot you know and and i love games like that you know because again like i, I don't like I'm, I'm not crapping on i'm not crapping on battle royale games but it really does suck when you get into like a battle royale like your fortnights or or your apex legends or whatever and yeah those are different types but it still sucks if you just get dropped in and like people who are very proficient at the game just kind of beast mode you and you're out and it's like dude like really but i don't feel like that with mario brothers uh 35 like (laughs) i you know i fall through a pit or Something happens or there's a Bowser on stage one one and it flames me. It's just like, dude, I gotta try again. This is this is too awesome. Um and it's so quick to just jump back in. I think that's the thing that I dislike about the other battle royales. You always gotta wait. It's like, uh, just wanna get back in. Um, I ran another poll. Well, this one was like an unofficial poll. Um, and it was uh Who Do You Start With on Mega Man Two? So I've, you know, I Mega Man 2 is a game I'm, I'm extremely fond of. Not necessarily my favorite Mega Man game. Uh, it is a very, uh, a very good Mega Man game. Uh, but I wanted to know, I asked people, who do you start with out of the, out of the robot masters? Uh, who's the first one that you tackle? And it was really, really interesting, the answers that I got, because me personally, I always started in one of two places. Either I started with Bubble Man or I started with Wood Man. And. Reason being because I felt like neither character moved fast enough to uh, to attack me, you know, proficiently like to say, OK, I'm going to beat up Mega Man like I, I always felt like I can get away with get away from him. And I never felt like I needed a weapon to really um, uh, push the point over. And I was just so surprised because. The majority of the internet went the entirely different way. I had more people tell me that they started with Airman than anybody else. And a lot of people said they started with Airman based on the strategy that was given to them in Nintendo Power, which I've never read a Nintendo Power before. Um, so, yeah, I didn't even know that they gave tips out like that. Um, but, yeah, um, Airman was super popular. Um, Metal Man was. I want to say he was about even to as many Airmans as I was getting. But the reasoning reasoning behind Metal Man being the first sought out was, was so much different. Most people said they started with Metal Man because they said of two things. One, his stage music rocked. And two, his weapon was super OP and it made the game completely easy. So I've never experienced that. Um I have started on Metal Man's stage before but it was only really because of the music and how much I I enjoyed uh his stage music which by all means every single I think that's what I love about Mega Man 2 and I've said this uh publicly Mega Man 2 has the best soundtrack out of all of the Mega Mans Mega Man 3 has the better robot uh masters that's in my opinion but um after that, I got a I got a lot of people who said they start with Flashman, which I thought was really really cool. There was a, it was a small small group of people, but they said Flashman is the way to go. That's who I start with. Um, one one thing that was really funny and and also a bit popular was that people said they hate Heatman stage. Heatman stage is not the place people want it to be. And then Quickman was the last person uh, that people had on their list for the most part. Some people had them second to last. I think I only had one person, one person I ran into who said they started uh, their journey with Quick Man Stage. So there you go, that's the order. <laughs> um, you know, there's the, the, the order is there is no order. Everybody has a different way to play. So uh, if you are still playing Mega Man 2 or you're thinking about grabbing it and playing it today, I'd say start with Air Man or Metal Man because that's the general consensus, or just do what you want. Um the last poll I ran, this one was interesting because I really wanted to know because you know um we you know a month ago we had the information that Amazon Luna had, uh, had is being announced um you know, Xbox has been you know doing some light emphasis on their X Cloud gaming service and of course we all know about the Google stadia. Um, and I wanted to know uh what was the most popular? Um, cloud gaming service or which one had the more potential and what was crazy was that I had an overwhelming number of people actually 43 percent people said that none of them um have any potential people just are not ready now the other percent were broken down uh pretty evenly by the you know xbox amazon luna and the google stadia but out of those three people are more um ambitious about obviously the x cloud gaming service because people believe that uh their service is going to basically um be more supportive and i do believe that because one thing that you know microsoft has is a, a an extensive library of games and again like i said earlier they know how to support their fan base they know how they Microsoft is good at one thing. They're good at treating the people that are there very, very well. I think they're they're just not as good at getting people in. Like, they don't know how to get people in the door. But the people who do walk in, whether it's by happenstance or maybe they are interested in something that they've shown, man, they're going to be treated extremely well. So I, too, believe that Xbox or X Cloud Gaming Service is going to be big. I I... I was high on Google Stadia for a long time, but it just seems like the longer we go, um, the more evident it is that they're just not trying as hard. I've had people argue to me that, you know, they are doing pretty well and that they're trying to do the best that they can. But it's a real bad sign to me when, you know, uh, CD Projekt Red says we don't have time to release this game for your uh platform which i've also been corrected on you know i just figured look these are games that are just uh put on the servers it's not a platform it's basically a ramped up pc that's locked in to give you the best gaming experience possible i've been told no that's not the case it is a platform and it needs to be developed for so if that's the case that just makes my point even worse They CD project red basically said they don't have time to develop for Google Stadia. And I think that's bad. That's super bad because they need that. Um, They need that game day and date. It'll come out later, but it will not be day and date Um, Amazon Luna. You know, I think they're, Uh, They're going to be interesting, but right now, the most interesting controversy is that uh, they got their controller schematics from the uh, Nintendo Pro controller, which if you go and you look at the Amazon Luna controller, it looks exactly like the Nintendo Pro controller. So that may be comfortable for some people who enjoy that controller, because I know that Nintendo's Pro controller is a very popular controller amongst gamers. Um, So there will there will be the familiar familiarity. in feel and and, and touch and, you know, it looks like it's going to function just the same, but I'm interested to see what games they have at launch and how they plan to support moving forward. I do want to hear more about Amazon Luna. Um, I want to see also what their benefit, um, their benefits are for people who are are already invested in Amazon. Maybe you have Amazon Prime um, and you've had it for years. How do they plan to, uh, you know, you know, push benefits to you moving forward will they subsidize the cost of of amazon luna um maybe give you the free controller and you just add on the 9.99 uh um because i do believe that the service is going to be 9.99 i think that's a sweet spot for every cloud gaming service 10 bucks it's basically like paying for netflix or or whatever streaming service you use and yeah i think at the at the end of the day it really just counts on the games. It's what games are gonna be there and how are they gonna play. But anyway, that's gonna do it for me. So what did you think about the Nintendo Treehouse? Did you uh really enjoy Pikmin three, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity? Um, what's your thoughts on GameStop and Microsoft going into a partnership? Um, do you think it's something a little deeper than uh, more people most people think or you think it's going to be something that's not too much to bother about uh did you get a chance to see the mortal kombat 11 combat uh pack 2 trailer uh, revealing the new characters and what uh cloud service do you think is the most substantial which one do you think is going to survive at the end of the day um who do you start with on mega man 2 uh who's your starting uh robot master and also um uh what uh, game do you find popular as far as some of the smaller titles like Genshin Impact, Fall Guys, Super Mario 35 and Among Us? I'd really like to know. Um, you can always hit me up on uh, Twitter. Um, I'm under the handle more T.A. podcast. Um, <clears throat> you can also hit me up on uh, the website more than um, Always listening, always ready and always here for you guys. Well, <clears throat> that's going to do it for me uh really enjoyed uh putting this episode together as always um you guys are amazing really wanted to give a shout out to everybody across the pond especially um over in the UK you guys rock uh you guys have been showing up in droves um giving me you know a lot of support as far as the podcast is concerned just getting a lot of good listens over there um and it's just been really really inspiring to just continue Uh, doing what I feel like I'm doing the best at, which is giving you guys more of the greatness. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. You guys uh, do me that favor. Take care of yourselves and each other. And I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.